Welcome back to the Sugar Freedom Show. I'm your host, Katherine Gordon. An announcement, Sugar Freedom is free. If you go to sugarfreedom.com, you can click on the link to get a free download of the original Sugar Freedom plan that I wrote way back in December of 2013, just to celebrate 13 years at a normal, healthy weight. So you can go and grab that. You don't have to put in your email, but there is a donut. (laughs) Donut. Now there's a Freudian slip for you. There is a donate button on the website, and so you can make a donation if you wish. All right, today's episode is five keys to maintain a big weight loss. This is key number five, fun. So to recap, the five keys to maintain a big weight loss are faith, food, fitness, friends, and fun. So those are those five F's, those freedom F's for maintaining a big weight loss. And why is fun important? Well, when it comes to health and fitness, you have choices. You have to breathe, drink water, and eat enough protein and fat to stay alive. But everything else you eat and all the ways that you move involve an element of choice. So how do you get yourself to make those healthy choices? A challenge of simply being human is choosing well among the enormous variety of experiences that you can have at any given moment. Now, when I was going through my physical transformation from obese to healthy, I met people at the gym and online who had gone on the same fitness journey that I wanted to go on. And the ones who kept the weight off long-term had developed a health and fitness lifestyle. In other words, they kept following the practices that led to their weight loss in the first place. So what keeps exercises engaged in their fitness practice for life? Last week, I read an intriguing article published by Harvard University, and I will link to an excerpt in the show notes, and you can read the entire entire article, and it's called, quote, No One Outruns Death, But Hunter-Gatherers Come Closest. And the idea is that keep moving as you get older, says evolutionary biologist Daniel Lieberman. He compares tribal health spans with the outcomes of sedentary Americans. Lieberman, the author, spoke at a virtual lecture sponsored by the Harvard Museum of Natural History. And in that lecture, he said he began thinking about the rise of the modern exercise culture while conducting research among Native people who, though often more fit than Westerners, also expressed surprise at his questions about exercise and training. He once asked a member of a tribe known for its running prowess about his training regimen, And instead of hearing about intervals and splits, which is what I actually do in the gym quite often, Lieberman was asked in return why anyone would run if they didn't have to. Lieberman, who published his latest book, Exercise, Why Something We Never Evolved to Do is Healthy and Rewarding, realized that what he believed to be a modern concept of exercise was really a Western, wealthy, industrialized concept of exercise because, quote, For most of the world and for most of human history, people exercised because they had to or because it was rewarding for them, as in the case of dancing. So the key, unquote, so the key to maintaining a fitness practice as part of your lifestyle, for those of us who don't have to train to to earn a living or to catch their food or to stay alive, is to make it rewarding. In other words, you need an element of fun. So we've talked about choosing foods that work for your lifestyle. And now I'm talking about how to choose your fitness practice in a world full of entertaining distractions. Because if the idea 
is that we want to bring rewarding activities and fun into our lives, how do we choose the ones that also support our health? For example, the internet provides us with a practically infinite variety of activities that gives us these little hits of reward, these little hits of dopamine. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, they all use the technology where you're kind of looking at this rolling screen that creates these different, this expectation that, oh, the next picture or the next tweet or the next thing I experience is going to be exciting, is going to give me like a hit of pleasure or of anger, which also get, keeps people engaged and connected as well. So with all this reward at our fingertips, how do we make sure that enough of our free time is spent in rewarding activities that support our weight loss, our weight maintenance, our health, and our happiness? Well, I love music, and so I have access to recordings of an almost infinite variety, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. These are all free. And also, I love ballet and salsa, tap dancing, jazz, and I can watch all kinds of videos that give me ideas for my own dance practice. For example, on top of that, I'm uh, renewing my Zumba license and my Zumba Gold licenses so that I can teach again because I'm now comfortable enough with the Zoom technology to teach online. I don't even have to have a space. I don't have to rent a studio and outlay all of that money. I can actually teach my courses online, which is I think is going to be a great deal of fun. And so these opportunities are now available to us, whether you love music or dance or or playing the guitar or learning the piano. There's so much available to us. So really the internet, even though it can pull us into sitting and watching a screen, we can also flip that script and use the things we have access to on the internet, whether it's learning how to shuffle dance on TikTok, which is one of the things I've done, or whether it's learning how to play guitar or ukulele through YouTube videos and those have actually worked in my lifestyle or my favorite right now working with my dogs I do canine rally obedience and I practice with a group of friends live but I actually can access all kinds of information and instruction on the internet and as a matter of fact we had our first competition last weekend and in the novice like the very beginner class my sweet Australian Shepherd Natasha and I had a second place and a first place with really good scores. And one of the reasons that we were able to do that is I had the information, I had the friends that I wanted to work with, because remember, F number four, tip number four, key number four is friends. So these connections to rewarding things that I like to do. So whether you have a pet or you love music or if you love any kind of art form, you have these opportunities to, well, as someone who is a sugar addict in recovery, one of the things that I know now is that I did spend so much time eating in order to fill this kind of empty space in my heart and in my spirit. And so now if I can fill that with activities I love, it really does change my relationship with food and then also my relationship with fitness. And I think this is really important for many years, actually starting way back when I was overweight and my mom put me on the swim team when I was just eight years old. My mother didn't put me on the swim team because I was a good swimmer or because I liked swimming. She put me on the swim team because the doctor wanted me to get more exercise and burn calories. And so I really did develop 
kind of a loathing for swim team. Even though I loved swimming for fun, I started to really hate it because I could never keep up with anybody else on the team. And I wasn't there to become a good swimmer. I was there to fight fat and burn calories. So it kind of ruined it for me. And in terms of Zumba, I taught years ago, but one of the things that was happening is a lot of the people who were coming to my classes were really after calorie burning. And what I wanted to do was have fun with the dances and do the dances really well. And it started to get in conflict. And also going after just burning calories and going as hard as possible started to be painful to my knees. And now a few years down the line, more experience, I've learned how to manage my teaching and manage my Zumba and Zumba Gold class my practices in a way that once again it is rewarding and I'm learning new dance moves and having lots of fun but it isn't it isn't hurting my knees because it, we're not focused on just keeping going for the sake of burning calories so it's this shift whereas back when I was trying to lose weight and failing I was trying to cut calories and burn calories and it was this calorie focus that just wasn't effective so instead, I'm focusing on nutrition when I eat, and I'm focusing on rewarding skill building and happiness when I train, and it makes a huge difference. So I salute all of the clients that I trained with who fell in love with movement, whether it was weightlifting or intervals or Tabata, swimming, cycling, or dance. And they are the ones who kept the change and they maintained their physical transformations. So for all of the people who love cardio, because I have to admit, I, tr I replaced traditional cardio in order to get lean, but there are plenty of people who do, who run and cycle and swim out of love. And I just want to salute that and appreciate that because they are doing it because it is rewarding. And this is one of the keys. It is key number five to this permanent transformation that your food and fitness practice, your friendships, your fun, that these are rewarding and so they easily replace the old behaviors, overeating, consuming a lot of sugar, consuming a lot of processed food, consuming a lot of processed entertainment, that they can actually replace these behaviors by choice because they are rewarding, because they are, in a word, fun. So I hope that you will incorporate this idea of fun into your health practice. And remember, be well, eat for yourself, and practice what you love, because I do believe that that will keep you happy, healthy, and whole. All right, I'm glad you listened, and I hope that if you are on Apple, you can give a good review to this podcast. We would love that. And come back and listen again to the Sugar Freedom Podcast as we go into continuing to stay off of sugar by doing the things that we love. All right. Until next time, everyone. Bye-bye.